Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to episode 381 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. This is the first time we've done the uh, the new split where we're doing the Sunday recap show and the Wednesday night, this is in terms of recording time, Wednesday night regular episode. So just for the new listeners and people who haven't listened yet in 2021, the way this is going to break down is that we... Uh, we're going to be doing the recaps for the games. We're going to be recording them on Sunday night, so they're going to really release. You're going to find them in your uh, your pod catching app late late Sunday or you know Monday morning, and uh, it's going to have all the recaps, and they're going to be there in a timely fashion. So you're going to be listening to them right after the games are finished, essentially, and then the regular episodes on Wednesdays will be everything that you've come to expect from the show, except the recaps because. You know, they've been done. Well, that stage, it's uh, almost a week away, so who cares? Exactly. I mean, this has been like, it's almost like a caveat that we've had to say in front of the recaps for the Thursday. Like, I mean, how often in the last, you know, couple of years have we been doing the recaps and we get, we're on the Thursday games and like the general consensus, we're just like, man, oh, that game was this round? Mm. Like this, you know, like that, that game felt like it was fucking ages ago. I mean, That's because it. it was, it was a whole week ago. So now, you know, everything's going to be a lot fresher in terms of the recaps. And then uh, that opens up the other episode, the main episode, and uh, for the previews, the general mailbag, and all the news and all that other sort of stuff that you that you've uh, come to expect. So. Uh, that's how we're going to do it this time, and uh, yeah, I think it's much better to split it this way. And uh, without further ado, I guess recaps round one, twenty twenty one. And uh, can I just start off and say how good is it to have footy back? Yeah, I, I start. I enjoyed it more as the weekend went on. <laughs> I remember like the first, like the first, because we didn't talk about this on the show on the on the main episode, but like the new rules come in. And I know some of them are like stunt rules, like all-star game rules, like the fucking 40-meter-plus field goals, which, you yeah. know, we'll, like we get to see. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, we'll probably, you know, we'll probably rarely see them I mean, mm-hmm. because, let's face it, I mean, there's a plenty of players out there that can kick field goals from outside that distance. Yes. And, um, and I just think that if I'm glad not to see any yet and I'm glad to never see any because I don't want the sport to turn into fucking rugby union. No. And, like, and like, you know, it's just like famously, like you remember like the World Cup years ago when fucking Australia was playing Johnny Wilkinson and all these, and, you know, there's potting goals and there's potting field goals from fucking like, and it's going up in, you know, that it's going up in threes. And I can easily imagine teams going up in twos if it's like a super, you know, if it's like one of those games where it's like a penalty goal yeah, different sort of thing. True in that situation. But you had situations where teams would, would be, given penalties within very, very good range, and they'd still deny them from time to time. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I, think, uh, I think that falls definitely into the category of the 2040. Yeah, it's a in, gimmicky rule. You'll hardly see any 
it's it. Real but, yeast, but real. When, but when you do, yeah, I'll be fucking glad it's there. Well, if it benefits yeah. your team, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm it, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I don't know if obviously be glad be theory, <laughs> belting them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be like glad it's there. Yeah, like, yeah much much like the twenty the twenty forty, but um, but yeah, like at the start, like you know, it's just like yeah, you know. I'm not a massive fan of the changes into the way that the uh, the way the rules are going, but I mean, I feel like they sort of the, the balance it sort of started to balance out a bit and everything, and now and now it's you know it's a decent sort of compromise between the rules as written and the way that they're sort of being policed by the mm. referees and stuff. Because you notice it's not as touchy as it was, it's not as touch football as it was as it was yeah. last year. Like I the referees have seen a lot of line down. My- most of the uh, complaining about the new rules, present company excluded, of course, um, was thinly disguised refs faulting, where it was just people whose teams got fucking pummeled. Yeah, I can't really see. I don't really. Happy. I don't really see. And I can't really a, see any teams where the new, where the, the rules cost yeah, them exactly. anything. Right? Exactly. And this was a grave mistake I made in wading into social media over the weekend. Oh, yeah, well, this is a fucking problem, isn't it? I was trying yeah. to light candles and I was it's met with cesspools. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of there's a lot of darkness in social media, wasn't there? Wasn't there, Glenn? Oh, there was a bit floating about, but when you sling it, you got to cop it. That's my motto. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I hope you feel well. No, no, um, I don't. But that's okay. <laughs> right now, let me fucking get this uh this web page going so I can actually see the uh. Just the box scores. I'm trying to. If, uh, here we go. Here we go. Thursday night, the Melbourne Storm, 26 to feed the Rabbitohs, 18, and uh, the Storms, 26 came through tries to Munster, a double to Pappenhausen and Justin Olam, Pappenhausen three of four conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Rabbits, 18 came through a double to AJ uh, Latrell with another try and uh, Adam Reynolds three of three conversions. The game well, of two halves. No, certainly. And a couple of times over this round, I've, I've seen these games, and I'm trying to reconcile within my own head whether it's okay for a team to start out fantastic, mm-hmm. but then to to really fall off in the second half. And then on the same note, for a team to have a very slow or sloppy start to the game, but then put it together in the back, you know. And and there was a, another example. Of this was the the Brisbane Para game. Yeah, I look at that and I go, "Well, fucking Brisbane are absolute fucking trash because they couldn't hold it together for eighty minutes." But yet, I don't feel the same way about Melbourne. Or was it because they? Yeah, won but also the, game the Melbourne one was. Or... Yeah, but the Melbourne one was legit like a game of two halves as well. Mm. Though I mean, like it was like South barely got on the board in the first half, mm. and then it was just you know this, yeah. Then they had the break of half time, and then they could you know make their adjustments and uh, you know etc. I mean, mm. so I think the first half was really Melbourne. Being Melbourne, you know they they took their chances early. They got some they got some momentum, and they just just controlled possession and field position like they do. And and you know with with them, no matter who they're playing, more often than not, that leads to points. Um, I, I think it was telling that Munster was the first to score a try. In that, yeah, he's just going to be so important for them this year, long term. He looks. He Fox. looks. It looks better. I know you know it's one game, but it looks better again already. Just mm. control and um, you know 
just his direction and, and leadership on the field already. Again, first round, but he just he just he's just getting better all the time. And I think he he's probably recognised the fact that he does have to lift and now, now that Cameron yeah. Smith's not there and take that real leadership role. And round and one, frankly, sorry, they no. you know, frankly, I mean, yeah, and I'm and I'm not the first person to say this, and I've seen several people say it on social media as well. But well, I mean, like Cameron Smith was fucking holding that team back. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I, mean, I they're, saw they're someone say he's a real system player, and you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, exactly, the, which they say about Brady as well. But you know, we'll, I guess we'll never know whether Cam Smith will. Uh, he's not going to get another opportunity to show what he can do for another club, but. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Brady, Brady's, Brady's not a system player at all. I mean, they only had, they only, they only grabbed like fucking all of his fucking weapons as well to bring them to the new team as well. So, yeah, no, of course he's not a system player at all. I mean, he went and did it in a completely brand new environment uh, with the exact same fucking weapons. Um, so yeah, but um, yeah. you got a, you got a PhD, player hated degree. God damn. Uh, what do you think about the, the, you know, the talk around Pappenhausen? Sorry. Um, Getting you know, ousting Teddy as the number one. I, I don't know. Oh, for it, fuck Teddy. He let me down. <laughs> I'm off him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a fickle sucky bass, Nathan. <clears throat> oh, I mean, I, like, but Pat, I even think... Pappy has that, like his grand final everything as well. Oh, man. Fucking he's outstanding. Like, you know, he is he's I, on the up. Isn't he what? I think you're gonna see a lot more talk about this, and I think you're gonna see articles at least fortnightly. Yeah. And then daily, as we get into state of origin time, simply because of the amount of fucking clicks it will generate. Yeah. yeah. And none of it will be a measured discussion around, well, Pappenhausen is entering his representative career. So while he definitely deserves a place in a representative side, he doesn't deserve the number one jumper yet. That's a, that's a thing where, where you would suggest that it's Teddy's to lose. And nothing that he's done in the representative field has been worthy of him losing that incumbency. I um I was so interested. I know we'll get to happy. the <laughs> I know we'll get to the to the Roosters game, but I was to hear the commentators when when Tedesco scored his first try, to hear them say, "Oh, you know, he's obviously responding to Pappenhausen's game on Thursday night." I'm like, really? Does because he really that's how need players, to? That's how players. I'm, I'm pretty work. sure that's, that's what he's been doing on, for know. the last five years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and look at the That's end of the it. day, you know, you, you know the way. I mean, like the coaching in New South Wales being as it is. I mean, Pappenhausen will just be in the fucking centres or something. Or just put him on the wing, and then they can just drop back and take turns dropping back. And you know, I mean, it's like it's very easy to accommodate yeah, two it. talents like that in the side. So that's yeah. really irrelevant. Um, but look, the Rabbitohs were slow to get going, but I mean, they stay eventually by the end of the game. They were, you know, they were humming fairly well. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't think it'll take long. I mean, it's, it's round, it's round one, and like the Storm are always prepared and always come out and and win in round one or do well mm. or look, you know, more like the mm. completed article in round one than a lot of other teams. And there are, there are other teams that that just don't fucking like they they literally never win in round one. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, um, you know, we expect sure the that, Storm that's to start the way well. It is. I'm I'm more certain that's down to two things that they talk about in sports psychology for early round games and they do this across a lot of sports and it's the two F's it's focus and fitness and they're two things that come back with time and the big difference you look at the well-drilled teams early on as opposed to the ones who who aren't aren't so finely tuned you can see that everybody has a focus because they have a small amount of things to focus on and their focus involves what they do in relation to other people so it's things like you see the Melbourne Storm 
there is very rarely one storm jumper around the baller or player. Everybody's job includes where they are in relation to everybody else. So their focus was back, and I would dare say that they looked a little bit fitter than Souths as a whole across the park. Melbourne, fantastic. Correct. Semi-finalists, predicted. Okay. Definitely definitely second best best team in the league at the moment. Moving on to the game tweets. Ash, in the Facebook group, said one might say that South Start has been toothless. And he forgot to put in the CSI gif with the guy putting on his sunglasses. (laughs) Uh, Super Grover. Said, crushing first half, but scrappy second half. Bellamy making Skeletor hold his pocket again. The thing is, like, and, and we're talking about like in, in like two half thing, but it wasn't really two halves either. It was like 17 minutes versus 63 minutes. Mm. Like it was just the real, it was like an absolute blitz at the very, very start. Yep. And then from that point, the game uh, came right back. Yeah, and, you know, it almost tipped a little bit in the South's favour, I suppose. But um, And then at the end, you know, no one did shit for... Like the last 20 minutes of the game, I think. Yeah. Uh, Lee in the Facebook group said, Footy's back, Twill is back. Does it get any better? The boys looked good tonight. Munster and Pappy running riot all over the park. Gassed in the second half. And luckily, the Bunnies never really got their head in the game. Solid start. Hashtag, fuck the Broncos. So that's Ooh, back for 2021 as well. To, so it, looked like, it <laughs> looks like they're going to fuck the Broncos making an early bid to repeat. Uh, Clams and Ceviche on Twitter. Oh, smokes, my old man. Said, uh, Stormer cheats. Bunnies are filthy green and red hobos. Any club in any sport wearing colours like that should be banished. Oh, look, I'm not going to argue. Is that, is that the yep. old Mike, yeah, it Mike is. and Smokes? Yeah, and, uh, Yeah, okay. Wow, that's, that's OG. that OG. Chevis Lachlan on Twitter said, I just want to say that Cameron Murray is a beautiful man. Also, how good is it to have footy back? <laughs> Hashtag Yeary of Cleary Revenge Season. Up the tigs. I can't. Jesus, pick a fucking pick There's a so fucking much. hill to die on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it the Tigers one. Um, That's just depressing. Yeah, the Tigers in decline, yeah, right? yeah. Lambretta GP nineteen seventy one on Twitter said at half time South looked more flaccid than Little Wayne and twice as clueless. Someone must have spiked their half time drinks with Viagra because they sure as fuck stood to attention when they thought they were climaxing. They shut their dax date over. Which how is old it? is Wayne? How old is Wayne? Like, I mean, like obviously you look it up, but I mean, there's no fact checking in this dojo. Put it this way: he's old as shit, though. I mean, like you know, you know like, mid sixties. He's got to be I mean, mid sixties, and, 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 and he's still fucking, he's still snapping gills left and right. I mean, like you know, I, I respect <laughs> the man. <laughs> I'm not going to come out on social media and say he's flaccid because I mean, you know, you know that he's still he's still smashing. Look, I'm I'm sure at some stages he is, but. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I hope that he is. That's it. probably good for the, for a man of those tender years. But I, I don't like, want to envisage it. Doesn't the amount of blood you. in your body, like as a percentage, decline with age? Like that shit's a fine. He's got to be in the. He's got to be in say, the It's negatives. a finite resource. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd, you'd never yeah. want to be in a, an office by yourself with him, and his face goes pale, and he grins. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's a tell. <laughs> I mean, you know, for him, the biggest challenge is just a matter of like, you know, balancing the balancing the flow. So it's like, so it's there, but it's not enough to like pass out and miss the That's boat, it. you know. Uh, 
And he's a tall man, so he's, he's got, I've got no feeling in my arms or legs, but, you know, you've probably got 60 <laughs> seconds to get this done. sort of like reverse McKinnon, like all of Call me H93 on Twitter. Said fucking Storm, one Slater, seven Cronk, nine Smith, go to one Pappy, six Munster, nine Grant and Brandon Smith. They're like I'm- Patriots in the NFL. I'm jealous my team isn't consistently dominant, I guess. That's very good self-awareness there, but yes, yeah, still. Well, I mean, like it's only the, the sample size is only one game, but like how how like has there has there been a fucking club who's had a bigger challenge with generational change and actually made it look like not a fucking thing? Yeah, than Correct. the storm. Like, yeah. like it's, it's crazy. I mean, because they they, you know, they they didn't skip a beat with Slater. Yeah, didn't skip a beat with Cronk. I mean, well, yeah, they, okay. Like Hughes took a little while to come good, but I mean, mm-hmm. like one season without it and then wins the next season. So, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's definitely not a bad, you know, bad transition. Yeah, but so that, that I think comes down to also the speed. Like, you look at Manly's last, you know, golden era, you can call it that, how quickly did you lose key players from that? Like the Stewart uh, brothers and Watmau yeah. and be it, four be it through years, injury or four retirement. Years. Yeah, four years, three, three to five years across the board. And, and you lost them in chunks. Yes. Whereas the Storm... They manage one, one at a time and sort of two years to get past Ooh, it. Whatever, and, yeah. it's, and it's always very clear who the heir apparent is. Yeah. And They're like right. this latest one is the easiest well, I, I one for I think that comes too. down to obviously Bellamy, yeah. but, you know, he's he's managed that exactly. very well. And, you know, um, and, and obviously bringing that talent through early and getting them into the system. So, you know, you've got that production line. Effect shout out to the, That they've had in, in multiple Shout positions. out to King Volandis as well. I mean, who... Yeah, brought a new rule in so that the Titans could fucking try, could could fucking give a year's worth of first grade to their <laughs> to their main heir apparent. <laughs> okay, so the Newcastle Knights thirty two defeat the Bulldogs sixteen, and I want to say that was the uh, the pub slot game, and uh, the Knights thirty two came through a double to Daniel Saifidi, Mitchell Barnett uh, staff with Tyre and Bradman best with tries. Mitchell Barnett four or five conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Doggies sixteen came through a double to uh, DWZ. Adam Elliott with a big dick try. Uh, Flanagan with one of two conversions and Meany with one as well. And there we go, making up our scoreline of thirty two to sixteen. Pretty much. I think the dogs. Sorry, That's like pretty much the the, the expected scoreline, and mm. you know you could say yeah the dogs, you know got a, a garbage time try, to sh- to shorten up the margin a little bit by the end, mm. but the Knights fucking dead set bombed some tries just just through being shit at football, like the, you know, full on full line breaks, length of the field run, just got to draw and pass, put the guy away, and then yeah you know, hogging it. Or try, you know, you, mostly it was from the guy getting white line fever and hogging it and trying to go that last two meters himself rather than just dish it off to like you know left or right where there's like five guys want to score the try. The amount of times they did that and then got bogged down, and actually that happened across the league. The amount of times where teams would get cut down two meters out, yeah, make easy meters between like the ten and the ten, and then get down to ten meters yeah, out and not be able to finish it, finish it off. It was nuts, but um, but this one the Knights bombed at least two tries. That I saw, so it could have been a lot worse for them. Mm. In terms of the dogs, like obviously they they didn't have high expectations. I don't think anybody had high expectations going into this season. They'd obviously recruited some key positions. If well, I'm a got dogs, a half now, if I'm a dogs fan, um, I am pretty happy that 
you know, they they had a decent start, then had the Knights come back at them, but they kept their head and doubled down in defence. The Dogs of last year, even if they did get off to a good start, which they did in a few games, they'd let teams back in very, very easily, and then that was it. You know, they'd, they'd do that thing where teams that are running last generally do, and just, oh, well, we're fucked again, we're going to lose, and the wind would go out of their sails. But in this one... They dug down in defence. They really got back in and actually reclaimed the lead. So I think that that li- and even though it was just a little fight back, if you're looking at positive signs as a fan of the dogs, yeah, they kind of know, just went try for try at the start. They're, 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 they're there um, from the Knights. Uh, fuck Tex Hoy. I'm a fan. I'm an absolute <laughs> fucking Tex Hoy stand. Clearly listens. Thinks he should have his name on the jersey. That's it. But. What a fucking sensational attacking link player. Doesn't overplay his hand, causes mm-hmm. enough confusion in the defensive line that he's going to bring people in and attract attention and knows how to pass. Absolutely yep. fucking phenomenal. Yep. Look at that Frizzell as well. Yep. New, new change of location. Obviously, he's not done like a, you know like he yeah. appeared to be. That's lease it. Of, new lease of life. So that's just for... I think Newcastle at home are pretty... You know, as as is quite often the case, that especially when they score early and the crowd gets going, it's a pretty tough beast to slay. Um, but having said that, the dogs, um, as, as you guys sort of alluded to, the the dogs had some 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 good mm-hmm. moments, and and it was just execution, a handful of errors, which put them under more pressure than sides like them. And then they're not the only side in this category in the comp, but um, more pressure than they are really capable mm-hmm. of handling. Um, they've got some of that. You know, last year they probably were guilty of losing some of that customary grittiness that their fans like to talk about, but there was there was enough of that on display that you know in this game to show that they they they'll compete. And um, I, I think I don't think they've got the talent to um, to consistently knock sides over, but that they'll definitely definitely compete for the eighty. Yeah, but I mean, competing wasn't the problem last year for them either, really. <clears throat> It was scoring points, yeah. It was scoring points. It was scoring points, and I don't know if they've solved the problem yet. And I mean, considering I've got the dynamic, sexy, good bloke coach who apparently was the engineer of the entire offense for the Panthers last year, uh, you'd ex- you'd expect more than ten points. And you know, when they've just sort of you know grabbed another late try at the end. Yeah, I think that you know that competitiveness and the grittiness is probably going to account for for some <clears> points because <throat> they just haven't. And it's going to have to because they haven't got the the attacking firepower, and I don't know where where it's going to come but from. The, is, I the, don't know the other issue, the dogs system, who's coming? The, the other issue last year they had was that they would be in games, and even if they were behind by one or two tries, they'd stay staunch defensively. But then at the the 65, 68 minute mark, everything switched off, and teams had just come back over the top of them, mm. and they had the the worst record by a mile in last 15 defensive performances in the league. That's an issue for them as well because their second half was terrible. Their handling let them down. They invited the Knights to have more field possession. Um, And just as a last-ditch play, I think Connor Watson's effort, just denying a fucking garbage time try. Yep. That's something that... He's a competitive dude, eh? I I didn't really um, rate him earlier in his career, but since he's he's gone to Newcastle, he's... um, He's just toiled away and, you know, he's, he's always had, um, you know, raps on him as far as attacking player, but he's got 
he's got a, a real competitive streak to him, which 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 I admire. Game tweets on that one. Yep. Michael in the Facebook group said the Knights look like a better team without the secret ranger, but then again they are only playing a pub team. That is correct. That's like just pretty much like a just just pick fucking twill nicknames and in jokes out of a hat and assemble them into a, into a sentence structure. So by secret ranger for new listeners, he's referring to the fucking hype merchant Kalian Ponga, who looks like a normal person until he takes his headgear off and then unleashes to the world that he is indeed a fucking ranger in disguise. Uh, Solzy said in the Facebook group, judging by my in-depth analysis of the Knights and Dogs performances, I've come to the conclusion shagging a mate's missus is worse for team morale than sexting a mate's missus. <laughs> Proven. Uh, Daniel said, maybe being sexy isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Referring. It's never been enough because he's in the wrong, he's in the wrong employment. Uh, Sharky Dave said, dogs forwards are pretty rubbish. Burton already preparing his sorry speech to Cleary and begging to stay. Yes, he is. Jason in the Facebook group said, seems to be a carbon copy from last season. Our attack is based around one playmaker, a lot of drop ball and large periods when no one is running onto the ball with any sort of pace. If they do, there's no support. We don't need to dramatically change things, but change needs to come soon. Otherwise, it'll be Spoonapalooza all over again. We'll give... uh Next one too at Mitch Doyle thirteen on Twitter, who said you'd think Daniel Siafidi had a big old pair of fake tits the way the Bulldogs just keep letting him straight in. I tell you, I've got to say, <laughs> I, I was I was fucking imp- I was impressed by Siafidi. I mean, we've had our we've had our words to say about him when you know like when he had his he had his uh, you know uh, in Origin what two years ago now it was like yeah the one before the one and uh, like he did it like he didn't deserve his spot. It was like you know Clemmer was injured or something and mm. and so he sort of came in just because he was like the next up for Newcastle and he was and he, he was garbage. He did nothing. But mm. man, if this is what, if this is the sort of shit he's bringing to the table in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Then yeah, Welcome, yeah. Bring bring that bring that to Origin. I mean, like he's played there before. The chances he's selected again are, are, are very high, and this time, like yeah, fucking, you deserve. Now this is the sort of thing because I mean, he wasn't doing this for the Knights last time he was selected either. I mean, some guys benefit from that early exposure to Origin, yeah. where you know they're, you know, they get picked, and a lot of people are like really. And then there's Dylan um, Walker. Whether it is an injury. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exception to the rule. Um, but, you know, I think Newcastle and, and potentially New South Wales will benefit from the fact that he was exposed to the to the Origin Arena early and he's, uh, he's stepped up into an even greater leadership role at the night. So. That's it. We'll give the last say on that one. It's a long-suffering Bulldogs fan at GT351 <laughs> underscore Johns on Twitter. Says some great try assists by the Dogs and the ref for the Knights. Some dumb, dumb errors by the dogs to be expected, as was the fuckery of Cummins against the dogs. There's tons of refs. There's tons of refs falling, and no penalty in 80 minutes. Not all refs' fault. Some dumb play by doggies. Mm. There's a lot of refs. Yeah, there was a fair bit of chat about uh, the lack of penalties conceded by uh, by Newcastle in the game, and people saying that they were, you know, apparently a perfect team, and but. I don't know that you can go back and watch that game and attribute the loss to any 
select couple of, of refereeing decisions. I don't mm. think the Dogs did enough to, to win the game. Mm. That's it. The Eels 24 defeat the Broncos 16 at uh, Suncorp Stadium. And the scores for that one, the uh, Eels tries to read Marnie, Clinton Gutherson, Blake Ferguson, Junior Polo, Mo- Moses 4 of 4 conversions. Broncos 16 tries to Mead and a double to Xavier Coates. Uh, Isako, 2 of 3 conversions. Mm. And isn't it great to see Jermaine Isako back in the side that now that Seawold isn't there to fucking keep him out of out of first grade. And but just and considering well. who else they had, how the fuck was it ever an option un, you know, unless you called Sieves a cunt of training. Yeah. Exactly. And even then it was yeah. definitely a personality thing. Though. Your, yeah. your job's to win games. Exactly. But I mean Seabold is more educated than most other coaches. Which you makes know, just him an ask, easy target. Just, just fucking just ask him. And uh <laughs> and so obviously his education says, you know, look Jermaine Osaka had no place in the side and yeah, that's what you get. I mean, look, you know, at the end of the day, you didn't actually get them any further than they... <laughs> the thing that gets me about this one is people are like, oh, man, we actually, you know, we've seen something out of the Broncos this year. There's, you know, they're a different side. No, most of the time last year, they'd get they'd start off really well in the first half. And yeah, there was a it. game against Canberra where they were leading by two at half time, and they got done by like 30 in the second half. They were leading yep. Manly 18-0 in the game. Yep. Even the last game of the season against the Cowboys, they were, they were, they were leading that game like, what, 16-0 yeah. until Dean Jones died? And then, the, then it flipped around and fucking... <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and then the second the news came out that Dino died, the Cowboys were like, oh, fucking, let's throw on the zinc and let's do it for the fucking Dino. Do it for Dino. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then they just proceeded to fucking smash sixes over them for the rest of the game and consign them to the spoon. Um, I think that's only... Uh, wishful thinking. ...gotten worse this year after uh, after getting the spoon last year. There might be a bit of spoon PTSD for the Broncos because there wasn't all that many years ago that... The Broncos were that side that you'd never count out of a game until the final whistle. Right. You know, they were, you're never really confident, even with a lead going into the sort of final 10 or five minutes, um, that you're home and hose. But now they're one of the sides that even when they're leading and there's a bit of time left on the clock, even if it's it looks like a, a comfortable lead, you're never really confident that they're going to get the job done. Uh, and, you know, such was the case in this game. You know, they, they're leading... Um, a handy lead in the first half and, and just coming out a completely different side, albeit Parramatta were, were far better in the second mm-hmm. half, as you would expect. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. The Broncos have just completely flipped it from being a side that you're like, uh, you know, I'll be comfortable when, when the referee, but when the final hooter goes. But um, now it's like, oh, fucking, they could be up by 20 with six minutes to go and you're still not confident. Which is oh, an interesting point you raise. That's something that, again, you see in a lot of teams that have had poor records. Mm. Is that something that Kevin Walters ever encountered in his career? Uh, in France, a lot, I suppose, where he had like <laughs> yeah, where he had like a thirty percent win rate. No, no, but sorry, as a, as a player, <laughs> as a well, player, yeah, pretty. He was he was literally one of the architects of the. They can score as many points as they need to in the tail end mm. of a game, you know, and you never say. I mean, that was his generation that he lived mm. through as a player. That's it. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to be. <laughs> it's going to take you a while to impart that on the team. Yeah. I'll tell you what the thing, the, the one thing from this game that um, it was the tries. It was the tries out wide. Now, Xavier Coates, obviously a great young talent. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know he's 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 big and athletic and tall, so he's great for like high ball contests and things like that. But holy fuck, man, get the fucking show pony out of your game 
because the only reason he failed an HIA and, and is possibly out this week is because of him trying to do a fucking hero try put down. Yeah. If he had done the old-fashioned, just tuck the ball on your chest and slide slide into the corner to score the try, he's fine. But no, he tries to do the fucking put the ball down with one hand while he's doing a forward roll and everything, mm. and then lands on his fucking head and knocks himself out. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> just and fucking ignorant. For Parramatta, yeah. I would like to start off by proclaiming that Clint Gutherson has now proved himself to be an even shitter human than I thought was possible last time. Because of his Well, essentially what he's done is gone, I stand that firmly with Jack DeBellin that I'm going to fucking copy his and his fucking shit-cunt mate's urban samurai hairdos in solidarity. So, Clint Gutherson, confirmed fucking future rapist absolute fucking stain on humanity the fucking acting and diving and all of that shit that he carries on with just yeah I'm um, you know have a terrible year watching Parramatta games if he's in them yeah okay. <laughs> which is fairly certain <laughs> that he will be I'm going to say be prepared for uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> unless he fucking stands under a tree while he's playing golf put it that way <laughs> fuck me I'll tell you what though hate, hate Blake Ferguson but I mean that try the go ahead what, what, what ultimately ended up being yeah. the go ahead try I mean that was fucking phenomenal like this is strength it was strong and, and, and three Broncos was, on him it was the the strength to sort of hold his ground enough and also just just like the the, the basic you know the basics done amazingly well, and you know see, seeing that there was like half the team coming over to club him, yeah. switching the ball over into his right hand, getting absolutely clubbed, but still just you know managing to jam the ball down. He couldn't have it any closer to the line. Yeah, that's you know the just, strength to absorb the impact. Yeah, you know to to take that. But this is the thing he realized that like, he didn't even steady himself. Like he knew the impact was going to be massive, so he takes the impact, realizes like how how much the impact has him and how quickly it's going to throw him over, and then just having the speed to just like you know to jam the ball straight down. Yeah, like you right. know, it's, it's just like it was just that's amazing. Right. And I mean, and look, you know, it takes obviously a lot for me to say something nice about Blake Ferguson, but yeah. I mean, fuck me, I mean that was the moment, you know. Yeah, I almost feel dirty mentioning him in a positive light, but. Just on that, he's, yeah. this, he's in a contract year at the moment. The power have, have indicated that they're probably not going to re-sign him. But based on, again, it's one game. It's a long season. He's getting towards the tail end of his career. But I thought you were going um, to say the Tigers for a I second, but we all know that the they Titans don't fucking swap like wingers for better play wingers. Play a couple of years there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you didn't give him up for the Fox. So. No, we got Nofaluma. Yeah, we yeah, don't even you, need a second you, you could have, You could have had Adokavi. No, but no, you wanted to keep Nofa. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, no, Paul Parra, though, Junior Paulo and Reed Marnie. Yep. Absolutely fucking stellar starts for them. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I mean, yeah, we can. We, we, Are you going to mention the NRL's deleted tweet? Yeah, well, that was that was that when he scored, or was that just like a post game, a post game tweet? Jul- like, I guess he did Paul score like right at full time, so yeah, probably. I, but um, it was it was post game because Junior replied to it. Yeah, right. yeah, true. And he yeah. put exactly the same emoji in his reply. Yeah. 
and the NRL still deleted theirs oh, okay. because they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that is not a, that's probably not for us. To, yeah. And this is the thing, and people are like, oh, you know, I saw him, you still know, reply to it, and I saw fucking, you know, some other, I can't remember who it was, you know, some other player, you know, of you know, indigenous or like you know, Polynesian origin, they use that emoji. Yeah, that's right, but you know. Rappers also throw around fucking throw around m bombs in their songs at each other as well. They're 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 allowed to do that. <laughs> they're, I mean, but I'm not sure if like you know little Miss fucking Digi at the NRL, whoever it is, <laughs> they probably need to consider their position a bit. They need to consider what they post a little bit more carefully. He he looks much fitter though. Uh, the the uh, the tweet from the NRL aside. Paulo oh, he looks positively. He looks. He looks. He looks fit, mm. which is like different. A difference to being, you know, like mm. just a, a fat dude that can fucking go. Like he's. He looks great. Yes. And so yeah, big year for him, and obviously great off season, and like not not in the Cassiano sense either. I mean, like I didn't, Absolutely. I didn't see anything. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really looking at a lot of stuff in the off season. I'll be honest, but you know, we weren't seeing like all these things about how fit he is in the off season. And then he rocks up to round one, and he's just a fat cunt again, like Cassiano. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Cassiano looked like a fucking axe in yeah. January every season, and then come around round one, and he's the same fat cunt that he always has been. <laughs> Do you remember after but, he got married? You remember they had the fucking wedding photos of him, and you're like, how fucking weird is this that they've put a photo of the bride with I don't know. A brother or cousin or someone because yeah. that's some not yoked guy. Sam <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Game tweets on this one. Craig in the Facebook group says the evolution has begun. I would fucking love. I I would love for there to be a shirt fucking out there hell, that's, that says the evolution with a photo of him, and then boxes where they can tick wins and losses. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, enough demand, I'll make it. Kieran <laughs> says, when your jersey is a urine-themed sweater vest, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Yeah, they were, they were horrible says, jerseys. fuck me sideways, Broncos, you useless fucks. Every second half, the wheels fall off. Let's see how much heart these young blokes have. Uh, Daniel said, another loss on the run for the Broncos. Hashtag 12 in a row. Uh, Toto, OG Toto says, Paulo is looking not just mean, but lean as well. Going to be a handful for many teams. Uh, Voodoo Rock says, ended up playing some clag glue pots. I'll take the points, but someone give me some Gaviscon. Uh, at uh, one golfer in cart on Twitter said, going up 16-0 after 47 minutes and then pounding their genitals with a sledgehammer was an interesting strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And fucking Lachlan, do something about your name, Lachlan. Not Lachlan, that bit's fine, but it's at Lachlan 63024307 on Twitter. Botklin. Oh, just, I was like, that's a bit harsh on Lachlan. Maybe you need to talk to his parents. I don't know that he had he a great said, uh, say. He took the Broncos being down to one player on the interchange bench for the Eels to start playing like an NRL team and beat last year's Wooden Spooners. So, yes, while that uh, was the case, we probably should also mention that it was rough with the Broncos with interchanges, with the NRL gods striking down Matt Lodge again. Get the fucking message, Broncos, and sack the cunt. And the aforementioned Xavier Coates knocking himself out, trying to win try, the Peter Frilingos fucking jizz jizz moment of the year or whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Moving on. Uh, the Warriors, 19, defeat the Gold Coast Titans, 6. The Warriors, 19, tries to Bailey Siren and Cody Nicarima and Lisa Armau. Uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita with a field goal, disrespectful field goal. I'm going to deem that one because, I mean, it was in the 80th minute and the score line was two tries. Um, Nicarima, three of three conversions. And uh, the Titans try to Corey Thompson and uh, Jamal Fogarty, one conversion from solo attempt. And I look, I'll tell you what, first thing, we, I mean, we, were, we were shitting on Corey Thompson yeah, on Wednesday, and uh, like, he was actually very good. He was like one of the Titans' best, he's, I'll be honest. I mean, he was too good. fucking small, he's good. but Alrighty. he was he's good. Yeah, well, he was he was good for he was good for him in this game. I'll give what, I will give him that. What award? What award did he get the year before his club counted him? Like players, player, or most yeah, favorite? Yeah, players, player, something person, like, or like yeah, world, sure. world's greatest individual or something. Least declining. <laughs> yeah. It was like here we'll give you an award. Robbie's best, Robbie's best mate, Benji's best mate. It was there. We'll give you an award. <laughs> the bridge between only, dressing rooms. There's only room for one winger in this club. Get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, look. I thought the Titans created enough chances um, to be far more competitive in this game, um, and and to show that they'll give sides some problems this season. But their execution let them down time and time again, uh, and I think they've got. Probably a few more weeks yet before the the Fafita, before they solve the Fafita riddle and how he settles into his role at the club. And same goes for Tino. Mm. Um, when when it all comes together for the Titans, I don't think they'll be horrible to watch. I think there's you know there's a fair bit to go about them, and um, and there's enough talent there certainly through the forwards. And I think they created outside back. So I don't think, I think they created any chances, but horrible. they did they did roll down the field fairly well. But when they got into attacking position they didn't really have much to offer. And it seemed like they wanted to go towards the whole Fafita, you know, dragging cunts over the line. Mm. And he just couldn't oblige because he kept dropping it and, you know, and they just and he was handled very well by the Warriors guys. He's, he's not going to be able to do that every week. Well, no, but that seemed like that was like the, <laughs> yeah, their preferred see, option, you know. They're, they're like, we're paying this kind of everything, yeah, so he's going to have to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> what, they, what they want, honestly, what, what they want is a kick out. That's what they're expecting when they signed him. They want to kick out somebody who is good for one try match most matches and will take enough attention that he opens up things on his outside. I don't think that's what they're going to get out of him. In saying that, on the opposite end, I'd be very concerned as a Titans coach about the way the tries were scored against them. Like the opener, there was absolutely nothing creative by the Warriors. It was two barge plays in a row. You know, it, it, and that's mm. right under your fucking posts on your try line, the laziest of most uncreative rugby league plays, and they just went in soft as baby shit. That's a fucking big concern this early in the season. For the Warriors, though, RTS, you know, I know it's his swan song year, mm-hmm. but fuck, you talk about focus. The tackle he made on Proctor... Then the fucking fingernail pull down on Taylor. little yep. fucking fat Ash Taylor. Well, he's the only Ash Taylor. He's not the fat Ash Taylor. He's the, that's his, that, that's it. That's the one. There is no skinny Ash Taylor. Yeah. There's no <laughs> alternate fucking universe here. Where... There, there's one in there somewhere. Well, I mean, on the cover of Mad Magazine, but I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, the. Just based on that and just seeing him in action, I'm going to have to take in, into consideration his influence when uh, when tipping each week because I think the Warriors are going to win a few more games than I expect them to. 
no, yeah, that, I thought that, that was impressive. a pretty solid, solid start for them. I, I get the feeling, you know, they're still obviously playing out of New Zealand. They're right, they're going to live and die by momentum through the season, and they'll be highly competitive whilst they're on the upside of that. But yeah. I think when it's you know on the down weeks, we're going to see some blowouts from them. But yeah, I didn't see his performance coming. Yeah, given their coaching, like about it for sure. <laughs> Just give, you know, given their coach, I mean, I didn't see it. I mean, so we'll see how this you know manifests itself over, you know, over over the longer, harder parts of the season. But you know, I was impressed with them this week. Yeah, fantastic. Online comments on that one. Mitch in our Facebook group said, "Fair dinkum, there's more groggy cunts on the Warriors bench than in Bill Cosby's bedroom." <laughs> Hashtag HIA or Palooza. Uh, Dominic said, love the disrespect. Big boys up front, just too fucking good. Titans hype train looks like scenes out of Mumbai now. You can dress up dog shit. And then it's cut off, but I assume he's saying it's still dog shit. Yeah. Uh, Levius, who is back on the GC. Yeah, he was on GC last year, wasn't he? I know. Or last year, yeah. But still hasn't reached out for me to fucking train together. I thought he reached out, but like you just haven't, you just haven't, it just hasn't, hasn't actually happened though. No, he get, he gave me that obligatory bullshit, let's do oh, it. I'll, yeah, so I'll pump on with you anytime. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking get gains with you anytime, brah. That's it. That's it. Long, long time, <laughs> long time fan. <laughs> is, now, the, now the Gold Coast is that how preeminent personal trainer. And I've been begging for sessions, but he's too busy with fucking his bar, his barbershop mates. You didn't answer my question. Yeah, when does. you beg for sessions, do you yeah, talk does. like that? Because I have a serious he's concern a, for you. He's 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 known he's known in the in the in the the, the community as a as step bra. That's his that's his that's his that's his that's his that's his, that's his bodybuilder games <laughs> name. That's it. And you can tell. That's just what he has to buy. You can, you can tell by my voice that when me. I say gains, Step I'm bra. speaking it with a Z, not a S. <laughs> he started. He started using the word "sick" so way more than bra. I fucking anticipated as well yeah. in general yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, what, that's what I say to my bros in the gym. Now I say, "Hey, oi, man, you got something on your delts? My eyes." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he would have, he would have, he would have been like, you know, yeah, ch- chasing his, chasing his, his, uh, his spiritual hero, uh, Ziz. But it, I mean, when he started calling himself Jizz, everyone just like, nah, that doesn't work. Mate. <laughs> everyone needs a little bit of Jizz inside them. <laughs> you get up in the morning and you're not the best you can be. You just look up to the heavens and say, I need some Jizz. <laughs> now you're vague. That's vaguely New Zealand accent. <laughs> That's obviously you have been. You, you have been. Cha- you, you have I'm been training with around with the accent. The accent's rubbing off on you. Um. Anyway, he said first we took over the Gold Coast scaffolding industry, <laughs> and we took the two points off with a disrespectful field goal. <laughs> Hashtag this is our year. Hashtag keep the faith. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Uh, Switzer Ben at B.43 on Twitter said disrespectful field goal I am so here for it let's go on Warriors uh, Warriors suck balls on Twitter said for fuck's sake pundits already talking about RTS's Sayonara tour will take a deserved but little lucky win outside backs D is suspect a better team would have scored more than one try against us Titans are better than that game showed fuck the Eels Jesus Christ 
and uh, the return <laughs> of an old listener was uh, Mup at Feet Fetish on Twitter. Jesus Christ, you've changed. It was always going to be tough. Name one team that could bounce back immediately after losing Cam Smith in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, great. Is that it? Quality That's toy. it. The Mighty Manly Singles four defeat the Roosters forty six. <laughs> At the SCG, the Roosters uh, Roosters tries through uh, Teddy at a hat trick, as good fullbacks do. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tupanua, Brent Morris with a hat trick. Hit me, Glenn. All time sake. No, Brent Morris with a hat trick. <laughs> Brent Morris with a hat trick. Go fuck yourself. Come on, say it. Say the word. My good wingers do nothing. Thank you, Angus Crichton, Josh Morris with tries. Um, Teddy. <laughs> Zero from two conversions. Uh, Takiaho, four or five, and Kieran got one. Uh, Manly's four, tried to Ruben Garrick, and uh, that was the end of that. Well, this one. Before you. I'll, yeah. I'll, sorry, before you get into your. You know, let you take the bulk of the, the talk on the Manly game, but I just wanted to mention Kieran Foran. He's copped a lot of fucking hate from a lot of manly people over many years now. And Never knew that. Not a word out of me. But, I love the man. Um, that, I nearly cried fucking seeing him back there. Nathan. It was such so beautiful. so beautiful. <laughs> back where he belongs. I will say he was the only player for Manly that still put in the same... And he laid the, and he, and he laid, and he laid the try on. More than... Yeah. Late on the only try. He just, he was still giving, you know, he's, again, we sp- I spoke earlier about competitive streak. He's he's just one of those guys and he just puts in, no matter what the scoreline is, and it's, it's a fucking futile I mean, effort, And also true to Kieran. He was still giving, still putting True to Kieran Foran as well. He was fucking, he was pretty much covered in like, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a Sydney wide <laughs> shortage of fucking gauze and tape now I think because he had it wrapped he was practically a mummy by the end of the game but, <laughs> but you know yeah. he's, he's still he's still fucking he's still a tough cunt but um, fuck, I tell you the, I mean like I said that last week the, yeah, the season doesn't start until fucking round five or whenever fucking Tim Tamrovich gets back but um just like you just need to expect more out of the fucking out of out of the replacements. But you know, in the end of the day, I mean, I I spent a, a hefty portion of my time on Wednesday shitting on Lachlan Croker, and I still don't like the guy. However, he actually wasn't he wasn't too bad to be honest. I mean, and he the pass that he sent to Foreign for the you know before Foreign laid on that try that was you know, that was equally as much you know reason for the try as, as Foreign was mm. and so like and so he wasn't he wasn't like I wouldn't have said he was great or anything like that but he was certainly um, much less shit than I anticipated but the, so the problem was actually guys who were there who probably would have been there you know anyway and it's a fuck it's it, all it was was just the left hand side the whole I mean because like even the forward the, the forwards were going okay um Especially in the second half, I mean, they were rolling pretty. They were, they were rolling nicely. I mean, so it just came down to two things. In attack, it was just stupid fucking like just dropping the ball and just stupid fucking errors, and which really speaks to like a lack of combination. Which again, the different philosophies of different coaching. They they played in attack like a team that hadn't played a trial, because all of the all the players who were like incumbents or like guaranteed starters never played a trial. You know, in the lead up, so they and they played like a team that hadn't fucking played together. And then in defence, it was just that that corridor 
like Ruben Garrick on the left-hand side, normally he's on the right, but Ruben Garrick on the left-hand side had me wishing for fucking George Tafua back there, even with his, even with a, a fucked-up Achilles. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd take him with his Achilles ruptured there over Garrick because... Can I, can I just point out, though? <laughs> because, that- like, literally everything, every try the Rooster scored <laughs> either, started through, either started and finished through there or started there and finished elsewhere. <laughs> like, it was, it was everything but came just through to there. just point out, yeah, Manly obviously had a fairly ordinary night with the ball, making fourteen errors. The Roosters still made thirteen errors. Yeah, but it's like you know the Roosters, you know they they make their errors towards the end when it's like, yeah, the game's well and truly gone, and you know they sort of fall, you fall into that the game's you know the game's well and truly over, and there's you know that sort of thing. I mean, it's when they stack them at the same so- time. You know what I mean? The other thing I think is worth saying here, how do you sit at the moment? Obviously, Kieran Foran had an absolute cracker of a game. I wouldn't say he had a cracker, but he was pretty good. Well, in, he was the best out of bad the rest of the team. Yeah. What did you rate of Daily Cherry Errors opening gambit? Oh, well, he was fucking hopeless. Like, he had, he, he had a bad... Just, he, just had, he had just, like, a legit bad game. Is he coming off injury or...? No, I just think it's just a, it's just a matter of combinations and things like that. Because I mean, like, sure he knows how you know he's played with Foreman before, but I mean it was like five, five years ago too. Like, it's not like they're just going to pick up and you know where they where they left off, you know, immediately. So that sort of thing will take time. But also at the same time, I mean, they haven't they haven't trained you know with those combinations in place either. Because I mean, they until the after the trials finished, they had fuckhead. <laughs> Still was foreign, a fullback uninjured, like, ready to roll into question. the first round as I'm well, you know. This at all, but so, um, foreign's training schedule, like, is it reduced? Yeah, to help I, him get through. I, I don't have any. I don't have any um, particular insight, um, but I did see an interview with him where they asked him about the preseason, and he said he and he, he said he participated and completed every single session in the off season. So that to me says at least at the moment, full full load. No. Like at least, at least in at least from like October or whatever until now, I mean, you know, if he's in, I mean, you know, am I ruling out him getting put on like a Terry Lamb sort of schedule mm. if if he's too injured? You know, because there's, not there's that value to that though. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's definitely there's, and you look at his his the way he plays the game on the field, and you go, that guy doesn't need any additional, like he's going to bring it no matter what. Exactly. He's not a guy that needs to be, you know. But fucking if he can ridden. get the advantage of, yeah, of but a I mean, you know, load and reduced that that requires like a that requires like a, a, a sports stuff. science and you know strength and conditioning fucking staff that don't butcher players. <laughs> and I don't think they've got that at the moment. Yeah, but, I, um, I, yeah I guess it's just the value in having. Oh yeah, no, you, as you, opposed to you know. Yeah, you're in preaching. You, you, you're, pre- don't, you're preaching to the choir. Don't, you know, I, I agree 100 percent with you. I'm just saying. Yeah. And and I must admit, the same thing goes for. Yeah, I, um, I think that Morris. I think they probably are on. You know, like he played like a guy yeah. that's had a magnificent off season, but he's also towards that that same stage of his career, wildly experienced. Look, we've said we've said about the Morrises before. I mean, they're national treasures, and they and they should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want. They should be able to train when they want, play when they want. Yep. <laughs> rock, rock up and, to Origin if they want. They can do whatever the fuck they take want. Take all the PEDs they want. Exactly. They should be allowed yeah. any fucking cocktail of absolutely anything that they want. <laughs> yep. And I'm okay exactly. for Kieran Foran to get that as well. Good on him. 
Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, give him those, some filling up with the vitamin S. Yeah. I mean, Roosters, you know, clearly the best side in the comp this year. I mean, look at them. I mean, they're, I mean, they're the number one. They're, they're, you know, first on the ladder by by a mile. So, obviously, the best team in the comp by a mile. That's and, it. Uh, and a, a great start of the season. I mean, I, I think they even read out the game. Like, Manly, like, they never fucking win. They never, ever win in round one, even in, like, fucking, like, let's, let's take, like, the banner year of rugby league in 2008. And and what happened in that year? They got fucking done by fifty in a trial by the West Tigers a week before the season started. <laughs> Lose the first like fucking you know couple of games, and uh, so they they're always they're always slow starters. But I mean this time is obviously like like I said last week they they're going zero and four for a fact, and then you know if if they if you know if they want to if they want to believe that like you know. They just lose because of, because of no Tom and you know and with ignoring the other people that are out. Then I'll take the other side where they say they win seventy four percent of the games of Tom. So then he comes back in in round five and then you know they've got what twenty games left at that point. So they'll win 15, 30 points and later nice. finals carnage. It's all good. Uh, game comments <laughs> on that one. Hamish in the Facebook group said, "Dragons fans rejoice. Manly looking like they might be fighting you for the wooden utensil in the kitchen this year." Uh, Mitch in the Facebook group said Brett Morris is punching holes through Manly's right edge like cheap condoms on schoolies week they simply weren't made for this kind of treatment uh, Ian said the Roosters could at least use lube hashtag me too Manly <laughs> who was that one that was good Ian <laughs> Kevin in the Facebook group said you know, all memes aside, Manly confused the fuck out of me. I've seen what most of these players can do, and if they were all on point, they'd be serious contenders. So what the fuck is going wrong with them? Well, I'd suggest that one thing that's going wrong with them is it's round one, and the other thing that's going wrong with them is half of them are out of position because their coach is absolutely fucking cooked. Well, just, just on that, Dylan Walker, what's Dylan Walker's best position? He was he started out as a centre. I'm assuming he's still really a centre. Yeah. Jail, yeah. Unemployment well, jail. Let's you know, say, based at the bottom on of the, the harbour, fucking scuba diving, looking for his fucking premiership ring. With lead boots. Think people that like grab ladies by the hair and throw them to the ground while they're holding a, a baby should go. I, I understand the story. I get it. I'm just saying he's in, <laughs> he's in the side. To be fair, he was. To be fair, he was in the final sake. circle with his fucking squad looking for the VR, and she was fucking bugging <laughs> agony. I mean, you know how that goes. <laughs> He was wiping out Tomato Town. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're fucking when you're when you're fucking ramping up in moisty, you can't fucking be listening to you know you know the dinner call. You just can't. <laughs> Got to focus. Paul Glenn's going to go into his poor wife tonight and say, "Well, the young the young kids are I'm talking like them now. I want to ramp up your moisty." <laughs> Just the fact you said that and it was actually aired in this house, I'm pretty sure if I open that door, she's going to cut my throat. So, anyway. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. So, no, no, okay, he's done. That's my question. We just I told you what he's well, like I said unemployment, like, you know, not or playing in fucking France or something. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> far away from me. Like, yeah, okay. I, I would assume he's. No, but you know what so the thing is, like he had, he had a couple of moments and like those sort of like miscommunication moments where you got a fullback who's who's not not played fullback, you know, not trained at fullback really, and, and a winger who's on the wrong side of the field, you know, and like and that that caused that was like a probably three or four tries worth actually, like just just lack of communication on who's taking that ball, you know, and um, 
But I mean, like by and large, like he wasn't that bad. Like overall, I don't think. I mean, like he just he had a couple of moments that you can just put down the fact he's you know very fucking stopgap. But um, I can't wait till the Wednesday episode to see what the team uh, the team selections are because I mean, fuck this at the Blacktown game today. Blacktown are looking fucking great this year. They've got all the players that I want to see in the first grade team, and they're playing. And the, the players are actually playing like they're trying to, you know, force their way in. Like, um, for an example, like Cade Cust today got, uh, he was he was uh, playing nine for Blacktown this week, and he got a hat trick and two try assists. So if he's not fucking, st- <laughs> so if, they, if they're not, if he gonna- plays in the NRL side, playing like they want to force their way out. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, uh, so but this, let's this fucking is my see- thing. And this is what I've always found very interesting about situations like this, especially from first-grade coaches. If I'm in Des Hasler's position and I've got to put a fullback out there because yep. my first-choice fullback is a dumb cunt and decides to go racing on fucking wet slats of wood on a Saturday night, I'm looking at who I've got available and I say, positional experience, even at a lower grade, is yep. far more valuable to me than first grade experience, but outside of that position. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for, like for me, I fullback. You know, in, in this in this current day, is like one of the most you know one of the two probably most specialized positions in the fucking yeah. in the game. And uh, yeah, and 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 you know, like like Tavita Funa had so much um, time invested in him being the stopgap last year, like probably like half a dozen games or something. Mm. And you could actually see the progression the more time he spent in the position and he'd do things like, you know, he'd be attacking high balls and he'd be doing all this sort of stuff. And then, you know, the mistakes that were less mm. each time. I mean, he became, you know, he's a good defender. And as an interesting side note, with feeder clubs and maybe our good friend at Strive uh, Player Agency can explain this to us. Is Desi free to chop and select anyone he sees fit or is there some sort of monetary payment or some other um well the feeder plug guys you've got well you've got your top 30 and so any of those guys are and then you've got your development you, you know you've got like, like you what, know, four, no, four or so but then you can works. only you can only bring them in in the second half of the season i understand how that works but you and i were talking before about how it's obvious that you would pick a fullback even from reggie's over a first grade player who doesn't play fullback yeah is there something else in that decision that's stopping Desi from doing it? Such as, if he does pick the kid out of Blacktown, they have to pay Blacktown a sum of money, or they have to provide, you know, X Y Z player, or like, is there something else that Blacktown I don't think gets I don't, in exchange? I don't think there is. I mean, it's just like you know, the the, the Reggies the, the Reggies exist to serve the first grade. You know, like they exist to mm. to service first grade. Mm. Um, and provide a, and provide match fitness for the players who don't make the final seventeen on the day in the first grade squad, mm. and to you know bring through younger guys that you know ultimately may make the step up. So um, I don't think it's any of that, but I mean I did see an article saying that like you know now like uh, I don't know whether it's Penn or Humphreys or whoever it is, but are saying like you know look you know we've got this deal on the table for Desi's extension, and uh, you know. Motherfucker, you better lift if you want us yeah. to fucking keep that deal on the table, which is great. I mean, which is great, like, because that's all I want. I mean, all you want in in a club is that people are held accountable for good, for better or worse. That's you it. Know, yeah. so business, you, you want, that's all you want. Exactly. I mean, if you want to if you want to invent that phrase in results driven business, like Scott Penn did, then maybe you know you need to you need to fucking live that. Drive some results. Yeah, uh, exactly. Ross Terry said, watching DCE here. The Titans won the trade. Indeed, they did. And well, I mean, 
that's not actually the case because Manly did win the trade win the trade because we eventually got fucking Kane Elgie as well for a year or two <laughs> and had him in Reggie's. So we like we got we literally got all the chips from the trade. <laughs> oh no! So I think what he's referring to here is I know what he's referring to, that but Manly he's not, but he's, got DCE and the Titans got not having DCE, and that's I a preferable know. outcome. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't need to explain his. <laughs> oh, I think I do. Well, <laughs> Phil in Facebook said the way Garrick plays, he can only be in the side for his goal kicking, which is pointless because Manly don't score tries anyway. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, he's not a reliable kicker. I mean, like when I'm watching the games live, I mean, I'm chatting with I'm chatting with my mate, and at the same time, I'm like going 100. percent Like every every time, he's like 100. percent He misses this from that side of the field. Yeah, you know, like 100 percent of the time, and yeah, you know, he's not going to miss it. Daly's a much more accurate kicker. For goal so kickers, why, so why like, is he not kicking? Just to, because you know, because you know how they do it. They work out their, they work out their fucking p heart. That's not they work out their fucking, they work out their, 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 you know, their hierarchy of he's taking, the, he's taking the kicks because he's a winger and he does, you know, got nothing else to fucking do, and um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking does my head in. I tell you, it does my fucking yeah. head in. Because Penrith is big for him. That's it. Okay. Um. Panthers, 24 to feed the Cowboys, zero. The Panthers, 24, tries two. Kurt Capewell, fucking secret porn star. Uh, Brian Toto, Dylan Edwards and Isaiah Yo, Cleary, three or four conversions and a penalty goal. Cowboys, easy, a zero. And this, this was a, a... I feel like the, the Cowboys invited the Panthers into the game as much, if not more, than Manly invited the Roosters into the game. And it was really just a little bit of rustiness on on the Panthers' behalf that they couldn't really convert a lot of it. Particularly, I mean, like they didn't really start to get away with it until like what midway through the second half. That's it. And um, and and also some some you know desperate sort of you know the Cowboys defended you know they didn't really defend defend too well between the twenties, but when it got down to like the goal line sort of thing. Yep. You know, they pulled off some amazing stuff mm-hmm. to you know particularly denying you know Charlie Staines a couple of times. Um, before he ultimately uh, eventually got on the board. I'll tell you what. I'm hereby nicknaming that fucking Momorovsky cunt Nappy Sam. <laughs> I was laughing. I mean, he was like, he, his fucking was primary purpose is the eradication of stains. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How the fuck? Well, it shouldn't surprise me. He's come through the West Tigers system <laughs> and the cunt doesn't know how to do one of the most basic things on a football field. But we're lucky he can fucking run in two directions. Jesus And Penrith Christ. wanted him in their side more than it's Dane because Lowe. we're such a What's fair and equitable team. And we see you guys as a pathetic charity case. So every now and again, we'll throw your bone. But, I, but I'll tell you what, Dane Laurie... We'll, Dane Laurie, we'll take it, what? <laughs> and you can and have Momorowski. Absolutely. And after this weekend, hey, let's wait till we get to this. We, no, we'll get not. to that. We'll get to their game. We'll get to their game. I can say he's an absolute waste of potential playing for the West Tigers. But Penrith were were focused enough in this game in sections, so there were chunks of it where their focus waned and they were out of it, and it showed in handling errors. And it showed in not being patient in trying to earn points. Um, I think Nathan Cleary did a much better job this year in redirecting them back to that focus and really taking a role in where the team needs to go around the park. He did a better job last year, obviously, the first year without Maloney. 
uh, but he's stepped it up again a little bit. And as long as they can continue one of their big assets from last year of, you know, the criticisms came with, well, they take a lot of tackles in the opposition's 20 to score points. That's absolutely fine, but that's a completely valid way to, to win rugby league games is just with weight of possession, put other teams in a situation where through fatigue their defence crumbles and you end up winning games. You know, they seem to... Exactly, you know. Possession and field position. Exactly. That's so two most critical factors for the Cowboys, in today's there, game. There were some fairly disappointing things around team effort, you know, and and I thought the their halves and probably Morgan to a lesser extent, but um, you know, a couple of times when they were coming out of their own end and they were in some deep trouble territory wise, put in some absolutely fucking brilliant kicks. They were finding space. They were absolutely towering, but the chase that went through after it from the rest of the team. It was just an absolute waste of those kicks. And if you're not getting that effort in round one, it doesn't yeah. it's not a great sign. That's um, it. For the Cowboys, Todd Payton, I felt like he showed that he might have been paying a little bit too much attention to Tim Sheens when he was at the Tigers being coached by him because playing Tao Malolo in limited minutes to get severely reduced production out of him is, is straight out of the Tim Sheens coaching manual. Yeah. Well, right it, next it, to John Morris is the that wasn't the, the That wasn't the coach. I just I don't understand it. Uh, Tom Lolo saw that James Fisher Harris was on the field a lot, um, and I, I read a stat today. Didn't he that have James his game? Fisher Harris made more in post contact meters, than more post contact meters forward than... made in normal running meters. <laughs> so. I can carry cunts further than you blokes can run. <laughs> just on that. Um, if you had to pick one, would you pick Fisher Harris or Kikau? Fisher Harris for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not even a question. One hundred percent. Yeah, just the just the volume. Yeah, but it's also blocking. like Kikau. Kikau like, does some absolute kick, devastating. Yeah, Fisher Harris is a reliable him, player, can, and you know what you're going to get. Kikau. You don't know if you're going to get fucking dumb cunt penalties, drop balls. Yeah. You know, you might. Mm. Sure, you might get your try through. You know, crash ball through <laughs> the left or something. You know, every game or every other game. But I mean. Fuck man, I'll be I'm taking the platform for everything. That's it, and every and day, yeah. But but also for the attitude. Yeah, Fisher Harris gets out there. He does not give a fiddler's fuck who lines up in front of him. He's at him. He is fucking at them, and he will get up and go again. And if they get a shot on him, fucking good one, mate. I'll throw three at you now. He's an absolute workhorse, and his attitude. Is undeniable. So, yeah, um, you know, kick kick out goes in and out of games, and it's also easy enough to get in kick out's head. He can be taken out of a game. He's he's still fairly uh, flamboyant emotionally. And I mean, see, like even was like in the grand was in the semi final last year, yeah. one of the grand final where he's just like giving away penalties, yeah. almost getting bin, like trying, That's you know, it. just doing grub shit, just Dumb because shit. you know they're in his head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and obviously some key positional changes in terms of sides of the field. You've got To'o gone over to the yeah. left-hand side, uh, replacing Mansour, making room for Staines. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take these guys a little bit to to get into the flow of things. But I think just from a, a focus point of view, and also from a fun point of view, you can tell that those guys are out there loving life together. And that's the first step towards doing things for each other. It's all good and well to love life. 
But if when the chip's down, you're not actually putting in, then then soon enough you, you're not part of the buddy crew anymore. You know, so people are really working for each other, which is a good sign. Um, completion needs to rise late 60s to complete a late 60% isn't good enough long term. Round one, it's hot as fuck, you're fatigued, yada, yada, yada. Um, but that shit needs to lift. Game comments on that. James in the Facebook group said, looks like it might be Cleary's yearie. It fucking does. Uh, Troy said for the Wake first... up yourself, James, cunt. <laughs> for the first and based on that performance, <laughs> definitely not the last time. Fuck rugby league. <laughs> the only way is up. Uh, Nathan said the last time Tom Alolo made less than 100 metres was in the under 10s when he was six. <laughs> uh, Zoran said shaping up as a gold star dud by, uh, referring to Val Holmes. Pushed out to the wing, didn't even attempt to jump for any high balls, had zero impact in attack. Another example of a player whose journalistic froth value is out of proportion to actual ability and impact. Mm, that's correct. Graham said, any man who wouldn't make love to Isaiah Yo has issues. It's absolutely phenomenal. Although, I would suggest that there is precedent that people that have conditions that render them unable to remember giving consent can be problematic. <laughs> uh, our friend Chris Bailey said, motherfucking hashtag and chins get the wins. As a husky gentleman, that's a hashtag. And, I, and, and, and actually, I replied to that one. I mean, that's better than any your fucking, you know, second year fucking 2.0, blah, blah, blah. At Hashtags. Andrew Lars. At Andrew Lars said, porno stars score all the time. Um, but my favorite of this one <laughs> went to a Cowboys fan. Uh, at MC Cowboys on Twitter. Who said this was like watching a real-life panther against a real-life cow. <laughs> <laughs> took, took a bit of getting on top, but horrific by the end of it. <laughs> the... Uh... The Raiders 30 defeated uh, the West Tigers 12. Um, just uh, earlier this afternoon, uh, Rapina with a double, Ryan James with a try, which um, I'm sure rugby league in general just fucking celebrated. Hudson Young and uh, and Charles. What is the Charles Nickel Klukstar? That's it. Is the is the is the way the way it's to be pronounced. Um, Williams four of four conversions and a penalty goal. The Tigers 12 came through tries to Little and Nofaluma. Brooks two of two conversions. So. Can I just ask, what's Nofaluma's net try rating? Because I don't want to talk about this cunt in terms of. Let me just um, let me just go down here and uh, and just uh, well, Rapina got a couple, but he was over the other side, wasn't he? So was he? Was he? I'm no. trying to I'm trying to no no yeah okay so yeah he's negative so, negative one. Where did Nickel Klukstar, Where did Nickel Klukstar score his try? I'm just trying to fucking cast he's my He's going in the right right corner. As uh, and like Hudson Young was like up the guts, so yeah, or sort of slightly to the left of the uprights, I think. Mm. Look, Noffa, mm. Noffa wasn't great. It's yeah. in the negatives. Look, it's negative. It's exactly it's where negative. it should be. I think if some people will say that the Tigers' first half was, was, was promising, mainly because the Raiders didn't put sixty on them, but I think that's completely ignoring the fact that Canberra were clearly way off their best and. And really, we're entitled to put more points on the Tigers. Um, two two players, three really, um, that I have some issues with. Um, 
I almost feel a bit guilty saying it, but Jacob Little, he's he's fucking been through a lot to to get to that spot where he starts a season in the number nine jersey. And um, it was interesting to hear the commentators say he actually had to endure two incarnations of Robbie Farrow throughout his career and before he got a, a start. But the biggest knock back in the, the Jason Taylor era and the, the whole thing that started the exit of, of Robbie Farrow was he wasn't... He wasn't giving the, the, well, it was Moses and Brooks at the time, good enough service off the deck. Um, and Taylor identified that it was it was really cutting into their time. And as young players, they needed a bit more time and space. And um, Whilst neither Brooks nor Embi are, are young players, they still need time to do what, what halves should be able to do to, to create anything. And, and to be fair, they probably need a little more time than most halves combinations in the comp. And Little's service just just wasn't good enough today. Um, and when you've got forwards like Canberra, and and you know they're getting on the front foot because your you playmakers are just getting uh, their time cut in half because the, the nine's not giving them crisp service. It's that that's where it starts to fall apart. Um, and Garner um, on the edge just got murdered today. Yeah, an absolute shocker. I haven't seen him play that bad before um but the fact that he in all honesty and it pains me to say it he has his spot in the side out of a distinct lack of better options um due to injuries uh and lack of talent in the squad and he played like he knows it he knows well you know i could play shit they're still going to pick me because <laughs> they have to i'll i'll just go through i'll just mail this one in and um you know, it's it's one thing we didn't get done by sixty, which I'll take as a positive. But there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to like about it. I was overjoyed to see the the, the West Tigers fans on 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 Twitter uh, celebrating <laughs> a great Luke Brooks pass for Little to flop, fall, catch the ball, and fall over the line and score a try as oh, like evidence evidence of you know the justification this, this of Little's it. existence. This is and, what we're going to get. Yeah, and, and oh, I thought you meant from Brooks. This no, is no, like no, that little, little Little had arrived. Stat and, come up today that he's he's played 40, 40 odd games and he scored seven tries. I'm pretty sure at least half of those tries, if not more, have been exactly like that. He's either just barged over from dummy half or fallen over the line or. Like, I don't know that any of the tries he scored really have uh, have been any glowing indication of of how great a hooker he is. I know he's he's a talented player, but mm. he's he's got a lot to prove that he can withstand the rigors of a of a season and and deliver the quality that that they need. So, but and just the last player I wanted to mention was Brooks. You know, there's been. No more Tigers player spoken about in the off season than him, as is quite often the case. Oh, and himself as well. Ago. Like you know, the article you know, came out where he's like, you know, look, I don't have any excuses this year. This is the year I'm fucking blow. You know, yeah, whatever. You're right, and you come out in round one and do exactly what you've been doing for the last mm-hmm. five years. I find that difficult to to swallow. So, um, just the kicking game. The kicking. If if his kicking game was better you'd probably give him a pass on the rest, but it's just so critical now. And he's kicking, he's kicked one out on the full, he's kicked one dead. It's, it's just, it's got to, it's got to be markedly better. And if he's not there at this stage of his career, when when does it come? I'd I'd suggest the question isn't 
where does it come? It's what what's the club doing for him? You know, do they have a halves coach? Because that that's an interesting thing, and and uh, I, you not, know, I, I give a lot not of a, a shit name. to the West. You know what I mean? Like some a, clubs have had a staff John's brother and, and it, as a motherfucking crew, but um, you know the the famous blow up last week where Buzz Rothfield was absolutely fucking castrated live on air by Cooper Cronk was around Cooper Cronk providing halves coaching or coaching mm. in some capacity to two teams. Do you remember what those teams were? East and the, the, the Storm. The, the Storm and, and the Roosters. Roosters. Yeah. Mm. You know? um, Penrith have a, a halves program where people like Brandy Alexander go through and work with the halves on what they're doing. Have you heard anything out of the Tigers about any sort of uh, special training or help for Luke Brooks, or is it just up to the head coach to make him a better number seven? I, I think it comes from yeah, okay. Maguire and his staff, but I don't know. I certainly haven't heard, and he changed up a lot of his staff this like this off season. Um, I haven't heard that there's a halves coach specifically to work with Luke Brooks, but he's, he's played a lot of first grade. But Dane Laurie's good. Yeah, he's he's the thing. Good the player. thing that, I, the, the, that no one's mentioned yet is I like I get that Luciano Lelua looks like a guy that, you know, he's a big guy and he seems to enjoy himself out there. And, you know, he's, he's one of those types of players that, you know, people can get around. But, I mean, he's just like, he's, he's more, he's like of the George Rose mold, you know, like a, it's a guy that yeah. seems to enjoy himself. But I'll tell you what, the way they pump that guy up is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he, he he does some strong runs and, you know, it might take three, four guys to bring him down and he's got long hair, so his hair flies around. So when he hits the line, you know, his hair flies out and it looks like he's doing stuff. But my God, the amount, like the mistakes and dumb shit. I don't and, know that he's you know, done enough to, niggling to justify the, leads the, the penalties against you. Mm. It's just it's just the most mystifying, co- and then and then just the, obviously the defense. I mean, trying to trying to to you know, you know patch. The, I mean, you think there'd be no one closer than fucking brothers, but trying to <laughs> try and fucking plug the gap between those two. I mean, it's 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 fucking impossible. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just one of the more more mystifying cult, you know, players that I've that I've seen. I, I think mean, it's due to he's also just to not lack that great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. You got to admit as well. He had he had a, a very good season before he got to the Tigers, and he was one of the only people that wanted to go there. So they they were heavily recruiting. They were chasing fucking hard, and they had some big money. Mm. And he openly said that he wanted to go to the Tigers, and that he was happy to go there, and that he was excited for it. So they've welcomed him. You know, I yeah. I understand that. You got a, a new recruit. You you welcome him. You try and hype him up a little bit. Um. I said last week on the show that that I would take a forward that gets three quarters as many meters, but is quick to his feet every play. Yep. Rather than a guy that takes three guys to put him down, but gets put on his back every single time, giving defensive lines time to to reset. Game comments on that one. Steve, one-eyed tiger, in the Facebook group said, "I had high hopes for Dane Laurie coming into this season." They are indeed being met. Thanks for the early release, Ivan. There you go. Don't ever say that we don't do nice things for you. Unfortunately, doesn't look like you cunts can have nice things. Robert in the Facebook group said, The 13 and 10 were the closest Tigers to an 80-meter chase. West Tigers are like an abducted child. 
Hashtag forever nine. <laughs> Hayden said, Q the oh shit, here we go again clip. Always good shades of play from the Tigers, but overshadowed by too many stupid mistakes. If it's useless offloads, kicks out on the full, or just straight stupidity plays from players like Joseph Leilua, structures are their biggest problem, no control in the halves, and couldn't even get play from our own scrum feet done without little getting smacked around. Next week's job looks even harder against the Roosters, which will be no easy feat. Could be another cricket score coming up. Uh, Russell in the Facebook group said, I started watching the game at halftime, so I only saw the Tigers I was expecting. <laughs> Sam said, sigh. Yeah. Uh, Solzy can relate to that. said, how good is beating the Tigers upon real dad's return to the podcast? Look at it this way. You got it out of the way early. There you go. It's true. I did. I did come at him pretty hard uh, earlier today, and I expected him to uh, to run with it. Uh, if the Raiders were fortunate enough to come away with a victory, an unexpected victory for which I'm, I'm sure he wasn't expecting to uh, come out the victor when played the Tigers in Canberra, that never happens. So he's uh, he's enjoying nice. it, and so he should. Just because finals weren't on the line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Well, that's I'll take it as positive. The amount of times they've put sixty on a set. <laughs> yeah, definitely would have been sixty if it was it was round twenty five. Right, last game. Sharkies thirty two to feed the Dragons eighteen. Uh what have we got here? The Sharkies tries to the moot. Ronald Mulatalo. Josh Dugan, uh double to Will Kennedy and uh and Aaron Woods. Fancy fucking conceding a try to Aaron Woods though. Uh Chad Townsend, five five conversion. And a penalty goal, and the Dragons 18 tries to Ravalawa, Kloon, and Dufty with Lomax 3 of 3 conversions. Pretty scrappy game in lots of ways, I thought. Um, conditions didn't help either side, but Jesus, there was a lot of drop ball and mistakes. Um, I think it's it's pretty obvious to everyone that Cronulla's room for improvement across these two sides is, is far greater than the Dragons, but, um, you know, you take out some silly errors from kicks due to the conditions in the Dragons' performance. And I don't know that they improve a great deal from what they actually showed tonight. Um, the Dragons fans may have some more, you know, info closer to the source, but the Dragons seem to be dragging their feet signing Dufty. And um, if you take him out of that side, other than maybe Lomax... There's, there's not a lot of game-breaking skill on display yeah. for and the Dragons. Especially when last year they were starting to build a nice little combination mm. with each other, linking up in attack. You know, I'm, I'm loath to quote Gus Gould, but you know, speed is is an essential element to a to a successful side. And and Dufty, well, you, you saw tonight how he accelerated through a, a fairly small opening and, and created and he just he's there he's been at the club you know since his juniors he, he wants to be there yeah. I don't understand mm. you know they, they don't seem to have a fucking great deal better options um, unless they're recruiting someone but um, it could be another one that Good. just leaves yeah and goes on to a great fucking career for another club mm. yeah. yeah and real talk 
who's keen to go to the Dragons at this stage? Yeah, they've become almost almost like the Tigers. You know, it's it's difficult to recruit there. So you've got a guy that's already there, wants to stay, and, and you... Mm. And this is on the back of McInnes as well. This is on the back of McInnes as well, who was like, you know, one of the, you know, one of the leaders in the in the side. Fucking, you know, mm. bled. But at know. least, at least with the Tigers, you've he got a premiership winning coach. Like you, you've got, you know, well, okay, yep, say what you like about us now, and and the fact that we are perennial decliners, but we do have a premiership winning coach, and you know, this is his philosophy, and this is what he wants to do with the club. Yeah, hasn't won a what premiership since fucking since Glenn was on the show. But yeah, maybe but what's, maybe you've come back now and no. But in comparison to St yeah. George, yeah, what have they yeah, got? Oh, yeah, we, well, we got a guy that's been cunted by two clubs, yeah, and uh, and and he's low key racist, yeah. So, yeah. and you say low key, yeah. of course, because he just likes the racist tweets rather than straight up tweeting racist shit. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. Also, a lot of country in this game too, which I'm I'm there for. Just a lot of just you know, bullshit like that. Like, to I, the I surprise, you, I, absolutely. I, I love, I love fucking, I love, I love the moot. Not just, not just in general, but the player. Like, <laughs> he's he's got such, he's got such a level, he's got such a level of, of like cunt in him, and like just niggle and you know, I, I, and just shit three. I love that shit. <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> Spoken yeah, like a manly um, fan. My favourite moment of the weekend, though, and I, I fucking forgot to say it in the Canberra game, was at the very end, like it was pretty much right at the end of the game, when I think it was uh, the Canberra prevented a try, and I think it was like, I think George Williams, like, yeah, scooped the ball up, you know, sort of like close to the, the try line, and sort of that was the end, that, that was like the last throw of the dice for the Tigers, and that was it. And he gets up with the ball, and I think it was, I don't know if it was like Jet or someone was on the, you know, they, they gave it to him, you know, in the tackle on the ground, and so he gets up, and he has the ball, and he just cocks it, and he's just ready to peg it into his head on the ground. He's just like, nah, and just just holds his fire, puts the ball down, and just gets the guy and just just rubs his face in the dirt. <laughs> I was just like, I think I, I think it was Jet, but I could be wrong. But like, Twenty seconds like, later, they're shaking hands. Sorry, it wasn't sorry, it wasn't George Williams. It was um, it was it was it was Hodgson, and I, was, and I love the way he's just like he's just like instinctively got up and he's just about to peg the ball into the guy's head, and he's just like, nah, that could result in like you know some sort of fucking <laughs> you know spirit yeah, of the like- game, but you know yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Game comments on this one. At Devonhead said, This fucker. Is real dad available for Mars bar insertions? I'm just, I friend. wanted to clarify this. Is he wanting me to volunteer to insert a Mars bar for him or does he want to watch me insert? I'm very confused. And to be he's fair, a dra- he's a Dragons fan, so he's getting he's the receiver of it. Wouldn't be past the guy. He's a, he's a fairly low key creep. So I, I need him to clarify before I commit. What? So you'd say yes to one and no to the other? Yeah. Which one? Depends on the day. <laughs> you, you've never heard that old phrase about beggars and choosers, have you? <laughs> Sharky Dave said Sharks got to have a nap in the second half and still beat the Dragons. I've dumped all my cash into Mars Incorporated. Going to make a mint this year. <laughs> uh, at Mr. Hectic on Twitter said, when Aaron Woods is scoring tries on you every time he plays, it's time to pack up, head six hours west of Perth, and rebrand as the MH370 Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. Um, 
I did see a, sorry, I saw a, um, a Facebook post from um, Shane Cash, who's a listener of the show. He's um, a, a huge Dragons fan, and he posted something with it. He's in a pub up north, Port Douglas Way, and he posted something saying, just about to watch the, the Dragons prove all the haters wrong. Haven't heard from him since. There you go. Um, at underscore Appa Yip Yip 44 said, at least Griffin gets to go home and watch the first half of Schindler's List to cheer up. <laughs> and I tell you, there's not enough Avatar Last Airbender-themed handles in Twill Nation. That's it. Oh, fantastic. That's it for those. So that's it. That was the last game of the round. So, that was the last game. Uh, yeah, nice one. They uh, smashed them through. Went a little bit longer than I would have thought we would, but that's okay. It's good to get the first one of these ones out of the way, and I think it did. It feels it feels easy. The games feel fresh in your you know in your mind as well. So mm. at least from the production standpoint, the feels yeah I'm 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 very happy with doing them this way. But as always, we'll uh, we'll we'll listen to people bitch about it and then ignore them. Um, I'd love to say if you're happy, we're happy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> So on that note, that is uh, full time for what is uh, episode 381. And let's may as well go through the uh, through the routine. As always, you can uh, interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. We've got uh, the easiest way. I figure, I figure out the easiest way to, to get all the to get all the socials out of the way. Now uh, talking about the link tree thing, all you got to do just just Google this if you want to access our you know all the different links where you can get the feed to listen to the podcast, the website, all the social media, just Google Linktree or Twill Nation Linktree. It'll be the top result. It's fucking easy. Just do that. Click that. And then you'll be taken to a page with all the links to everything. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, especially if you're a new listener or you're someone who hasn't actually gotten done that yet. And, uh, Support the businesses that support the show. Head to Manscaped, grab yourself a lawnmower 3.0. You've heard of our experiences and you've seen the testimonials in the Facebook group, especially from loads of the listeners who've already grabbed one. So get on board at manscaped.com and use our code TWILLNATION to get free shipping and save 20% on your order. As I mentioned last week, the uh, memberships will be on sale this week. Uh, it's definitely going to be a member's tea this year in the pack, along with uh, at least other two great items. And uh, as always, we go yeah, top quality. You know? Yeah, no fucking cheap shit with like, you know, the same logo with a new new year number slapped onto it like some places will give you. And uh, 2020 uh, pullover hoodies will be up as well, same time. And um, while it won't be up this week, you uh, better believe that there's a, a trust the shirt is coming and uh, we're going to try and make that a thing. And uh, as I said last week, we're going to be uh, a lot more organized with our merch and you know, tick off some of the longstanding requests that people have. So make, make sure that you let it be known what which items you'd like us to prioritize this year as well uh, and um, also digital memberships for 2021 mm -hmm. will be up soon you'll have a couple of options for tiers for them and uh, we'll have a new format for those that should hopefully make it easier for everybody to subscribe and also to get your members episodes for yeah. your hot little e-holes. Yeah, that's the moving it over to this new this new method. It's going to be uh, as easy to get the episodes as it is to get the regular podcast. So we're not going to have to go through that Dropbox sort of situation and um and it's going to be easier for me to like from like an admin perspective and just like communicating with you know those members and stuff as well. So uh, it's going to be much better all around and uh yeah, look forward to swapping over for that. That's it. Excellent. Boys, anything else you want to say? Nope. Well, how good's footy? 
pretty fucking garbage, to be honest with you. Yeah, pretty fucking shit <laughs> fuck house, footy. if I'm honest with fuck, you. Fuck, fuck, fuck footy, fuck, fuck Volandis. Fuck and, you uh, guys, fuck this and, show, you can all fuck yourselves. And fuck your fucking touch football. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. Well, no, see you next Later. week. See you fucking Wednesday. See you see this ya. week. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.